You're listening to Cockadoodle News on WUSC FM and HD1 Columbia. You are listening to Cockadoodle News. It is Monday, February 4th. I am your host, Rosie James, and today is our news team's first debut. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. I'm Matthew Anderson, a broadcast journalism major. Yeah, I'm Tyler Walters, and I am a print journalism major here at USC. And I'm a broadcast journalism major here at USC. We're just taking over the airwaves today. We'll make sure that y'all stay tuned throughout the whole show because today we are going to be talking about the death penalty in sports. Two topics that don't really mix, but we're going to make it happen (laughs) here on WUSC. As course, if you're ever listening and you have a question, an opinion you'd like to share, you can feel free to give us a call. Our number is 803-576-9872. That's 803-576-WUSC. Or you can get in contact with us on Facebook or Twitter by searching WUSC News. And we will be back with y'all in just a second. On the road again. Nearly 700,000 Americans were arrested on marijuana charges last year. That's an enormous waste of law enforcement resources and terribly unfair to those arrested and their families. It's time we stopped arresting adults who smoke marijuana responsibly. For more information, visit Normal's website at www.normal.org or call toll-free 888-67-NORMAL and tell them Willie sent you. And we're back. Wasn't that fun? Okay. So first up, according to the state, South Carolina senators are reviving a proposal to bring back the electric chair and the firing squad to the state's death row executions. Dun, dun, dun. The proposal has already passed the Senate, and it is it passed Senate this past Wednesday, so like almost a week ago. Um, and it addresses the problem of not being able to carry out the death penalty because of a lack of chemicals needed for lethal injection. Currently, inmates on death row, the way that the law is written now, even though we have the electric chair, um, is just an option. But inmates can insist that they have lethal injection um, for their termination? Their demise. Yeah, yeah their I demise. feel like that's a really we'll bad way it. of saying that. I don't know how else to say it. Um, but by being able to specifically request lethal injection, they can kind of just prolong their sentence for forever. Currently, most, well, almost, no, yes. Currently, all states that have the death penalty use lethal injection as their main method. S- meth- yeah, method's yeah. a good one. There we go. Um, if if uh, my understanding from my research is correct, if we approve the firing squad, we will be the only state that gives you the option to to die by firing squad in the nation. Firing squad is uh, the first thing I think of when I think of firing squad is uh, is is the movie Valkyrie. Um, and if you haven't seen the movie, go watch it. It's pretty good. And Tom Cruise and his associates are taking part uh, on the wrong side of the firing squad in Germany in the 1940s. Um, so it's interesting that the state of South Carolina is choosing to go with that option, but it's probably more cost effective. Now, Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Utah do have firing squad on their books, 
But if my understanding is correct, it's not used. It's just there as a backup in case lethal injection is deemed inhumane. Will it be the same for uh, South Carolina? No. If this law passes, from my understanding, if this law passes, it's going to be like an option actively given to death row inmates. I can't imagine signing up for it. Like, I mean, obviously you didn't sign up for it, but <laughs> it's like, wow, you, like, I'll take the firing squad. That's a, little, sounds like a tough way to die. But I mean, I feel like it would, because I think, well, I assume they're trained to like shoot, obviously, directly to kill. Yes. I don't know if it's through Ganthrus, through the head or the heart. I would imagine there, there are multiple at yeah, once. Um, but, I mean, electrocution obviously can go wrong a lot. And... and um, Lethal injection's gone wrong a lot, which is yes. why why a lot of companies aren't selling as chemicals anymore. So, yeah, I th- I think uh, lethal injection. Honestly, if you're a death row inmate, you've got some tough decisions ahead of you. Um, but lethal injection is is gone wrong, and it's it's uh, it's very bad when it goes wrong. And electrocution is the same way. Um, so if you try to break it down from the most humane way firing squad honestly surprisingly may be one of the more humane ways to do so i don't know why this is important but i'm going to share it with you anyways um so if a prisoner does not choose if they want lethal injection or electrocution they are automatically uh, electrocution is chosen if they were sentenced before june of 95. do we not have lethal injection before then is that why i I assume so, um, because the three there are three the last three people in South Carolina to die by electrocution chose it like it was like a year after lethal injection was established into law. But I don't remember the exact date for that. Oh my gosh, that's tough. So hitting you up with some the hard news. Hard, yeah, I was gonna say important decisions, but I guess it's really not that important. Um, but luckily for everyone else out there, we have some some lighter lighter news. Maybe yeah, a little is bit lighter. Yes, lighter. Quite lighter. I guess it depends on who you are. Yeah, I was about to say if you're a, a if you're a Saints fan or a Rams fan, <laughs> maybe not as light. I feel like Saints fans will be hurting until the new uh, next football season comes around. Be hurting for quite a while. Well, you heard it here first. Sorry if you're a Saint. We'll be right back after this. Fire is too wild. Get your parents' help if you are just a child. You need supervision if you want to light a candle. Right now, fire's just too much for you to handle. Don't play with matches, they're not toys. I know that fire's pretty and it makes cool noise. Explosions are cool for Antonio Banderas. But fire for kids is really dangerous. Fire bad. Sure. Welcome back. It is now time for Cockadoodle Sports with your hosts. Oh, Matthew. Oh, Matthew Anderson. Well, that's me. Okay, so we got a couple topics today. Uh, the Patriots won their sixth Super Bowl in franchise history. Anthony Davis trade rumors continue, and Porzingis is leaving the New York for Dallas for the Dallas Mavericks. Ricky Fowler avoided epic collapse yesterday in the desert to win his first uh, event at the Waste Management Open, and USC softball is taking off for Mexico this week, and what will be the program's first ever adventure outside of the country to play and the men's basketball team uh, beat Georgia Saturday to get to 6-2 and two in the conference and they have Kentucky tomorrow 
It's going to be crazy, Kentucky. You know, Kentucky, I'm not going to say it's been a down year. It seems like the media has been covering uh, Zion Williamson and Duke a lot, but be interested to see if the Gamecocks could put off a win against Kentucky in Lexington. Kentucky is a quiet number five right now. It's kind of scary. Um, in the SEC right now, you have Kentucky, and they are by far the second best team. Tennessee's far and away number one. Um, I don't know if they're far and away number one in the country. Uh, it's, it, we'll find out in March. But in the SEC right now, it looks Tennessee is a step and a half above everyone else. And, and Kentucky's not an easy task for any team. It's tough for South Carolina to go Auburn uh, one week and then number one Tennessee at home the next week. And then the following week have number five Kentucky on the road. It's, it's a tough track for them right now. But maybe they'll get through these stretch of games uh, with a above 500 record. Yeah, I'm sure Frank Martin has been letting the guys know we have a tough you know road coming up ahead. So to make sure you're mentally tough because it's going to be a long couple weeks. So we mentioned the Super Bowl. Uh, I guess we'll should, we should head back to that. The Patriots, like you said, won their sixth Super Bowl, six for Tom Brady, six for Bill Palachuk with the Patriots, um, six for Robert Kraft. Uh, it's simply – it's incredible what the Patriots have done in the last 17 years now, uh, or 18. Uh, their first in coming in 2001. Um, what they've done with that franchise, um, New England's franchise before Bob Kraft got there was underwhelming, um, and it started off. Yeah, <laughs> it started off a little rough with uh, with Robert himself, and and uh, I think with Bill Belichick, they have just. This is. Honestly, as a sports fan, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm in awe every time yeah. I watch the Patriots and just think about how we are lucky enough to be alive as sports fans in the the t- decade or the era of the greatest coach of all time and the, the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, I think they call it the Patriot way, and pretty much it seems like how it goes is you have players you just pull and you, like, you get the player. You may not get the best player on the market, but as long as he's willing to do his job, the team just continues to win. That's right. And last night, you know, uh, it started off a little shaky. Chris Hogan uh, with not the best hands last night. And Edelman just kept getting open and finding balls. And Julian Edelman ends up getting named Super Bowl MVP. Uh, had 141 yards last night. Which is ridiculous. It, it is crazy. It is crazy to think about the success that Julian Edelman has had with the Patriots, I mean, this guy is a quarterback in the MAC conference in college. Yeah, I actually have a little bit of information about Julian Edelman. He had no Division One offers coming out of high school, so he took the JUCO route. If you want to know more about JUCO, check out Last Chance U on Netflix. It tells you everything you need to know. And that was actually one of the nicer JUCOs. Then he ended up transferring to Kent State uh, in Ohio. He bought out there as a quarterback. No invite to the NFL Combine, but, you know, he kept working hard. Ended up getting – had a really good pro day. He got drafted in the seventh round for the Patriots, but plot twist, it was as a receiver, and he had been a quarterback, obviously, in college. And uh, from there, he blossomed. He is the second – he has the second most receiving yards in postseason history. And, you know, now NFL circles, they're forcing the conversation of is he potentially going to go to the Hall of Fame. A lot of the NFL players do not – former NFL players do not like this because they're saying there's a lot more talented guys that aren't in yet. But at least by his play, they've started to force the conversation. It is the Hall of Fame. I always say it's a Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Athletes. Guy does have a lot of rings now. Um, another thing we should talk about today is, uh, you know, 
with all the Super Bowl stuff going on, uh, New Orleans getting left out. Um, obviously, tough inning for them in the NFC Championship. Um, but it was the lowest. The city of New Orleans, of all major cities in the U.S. last night, had the lowest rating for the Super Bowl. What, what do you think about the bitterness in New Orleans this weekend? Those people in New Orleans were eating their gumbo and were not watching this game. <laughs> yeah. they, I feel like they really did not appreciate me. Left out. I don't know if you've checked out Michael Thomas, but Michael Thomas all week has been saying how he's throwing away Super Bowl tickets in the trash can, how they were so upset. I could understand why. And, you know, at first they were actually hoping that they were going to replay the game, and Terrell Owens actually came, I think it was crazy. ESPN. He was like, it's in the rule book, but I think most people figured there was no end where they were going to replay that game. No, no way. And the best teams find a way to win a football game. Uh, if the Saints were the best team, Wait, they would have like, won. replay, like completely redo the game? Yes, completely redo the game. Has that so, ever happened before? No, no, it's never happened. Okay, I'm like just making sure I haven't missed something big. Like, you know, I'm not smart, There's a but. small little article in the uh, NFL Code of Conduct. Or yeah, that's what it is. There are laws that allows the commissioner to make the teams replay a game. But, like I said, I generally think best teams in the playoffs win the football game. Yeah. And if the Saints really wanted to get into the Super Bowl, I'm not going to say wanted. Everyone really wants to get there. If they really deserve to be there and they were truly the better team, there's 60 minutes in a football game. It's easy to look at one play and say they got robbed. They had other opportunities to get there. Most definitely. Also in that game, uh, for some other stats, Gronk had six catches for 87 yards. You know, they asked him, was he thinking about retiring? Well, I asked, was, his, was this his last game, the Super Bowl being? And he said that he was going to take some time to think about it. Usually that's a bad sign, especially all the injuries he's had. I know he just wants to be able to walk in a couple of years. Also, you had Sony Michelle, who had 18 carries for 94 yards. Interestingly enough, both running backs in this game, both starters, Rex, from the University of Georgia. You had uh, Todd Gurley, who didn't play as well as I'm sure as he would have liked to. And you had Sony Michelle, who was really one of the stars of the night on offense for the Patriots. Speaking of former college stars, we'll brag on former USC Gamecocks, Stephon Gilmore, who had a great night. Um, I can only recall him getting really beat on one play. Yeah. Um, gave up some yards, but then he comes up with the biggest play of the game, I think, at the end of the game to grab an interception uh, in, while the Rams are getting into the red zone and pretty much sealed the deal for the Patriots. That drive, they go down and they end up kneeling the ball, run the clock out. Uh, it's good to see that former stars at the University of South Carolina are making big waves, big, big waves in the world of sports. Um, back in October, we just had – uh, former USC baseball players named both the American League Championship Series MVP and World Series MVP. And now we have someone like Stephon Gilmore making huge plays in the Super Bowl. South Carolina sports has looked great in pro sports this year. It's been awesome. And, you know, National Science Day is right around the corner. So you saw that Gamecocks when they on Gamecocks football Instagram. On their Instagram account, they went ahead and made sure they posted that to let guys know as high, high school seniors all across the country that, hey, if you come to Carolina, this could be you at some point. Could be you. Yeah, it's looking – Looking real great. Um, one other thing to mention, we go back to the UFC softball team going to Mexico. What do you guys think about that? I think it's pretty cool they're going to spend a week in Mexico. You said this was the first time first time they've been in the country? First time in program history that the softball program has, has played outside of the U.S. I assume they're playing a Mexican school? No, they're not. They're no. so, <laughs> Wow, uh, what a plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, there's a city in Mexico who's hosting a tournament. With some really premier programs, seven of the eight teams in the tournament made the NCAA tournament last year. Um, 
probably the most prominent team in the tournament is the univer- or is Washington. The Huskies. Uh, the Huskies, that's right. They're probably the most prominent softball not maybe not the most, but one of the most prominent softball programs in all of the country. Um Gamecocks will have their chance at Washington. And it's gonna be interesting to see how the softball team does this year. Since Coach Smith has got here, they've gotten a little bit better every year. Last year, they were so close to making it to the College World Series. We'll see if they can do it this year. But I think it's awesome that the team is getting to go out of the country and spend a week in Mexico, just maybe hitting the beach in the free time. You know what I think we need to do is figure out how we can get press passes to like get like someone to fly us down there. Most definitely. Right? Yeah, yeah I tried. So I'm covering the I mean, team for a class, and uh, man, I would, I would love to be able to get out of class yeah, and go I, to Mexico for a week. I would be like the week. worst person to go down there. Like, I know nothing about sports. <laughs> <laughs> and then you come back, and it's like, so where are the notes? And it's like, oh, right, what, I had a great time. What notes? Got to go pictures. <laughs> right? All right, well, on that note, we are almost out of time. It is now about 6.25, um, so we're going to take a quick break and get back to you with what's new at the University of South Carolina. Hi, this is Coolio. I have it, you have it, we all have it. It's called blood. And every three seconds, someone needs blood. Each year, four million people need blood transfusions. You can help by becoming a blood donor. It's fast, simple, and safe. One donation from you can save up to three lives. Be a lifesaver. Call 1-866-FROM-YOU. That's 1-866-376-6968. Toll free to find out where you can donate and save a life today. I will practice personal and academic integrity. I will respect the dignity of all persons. I will respect the rights and property of others. I will discourage bigotry while striving to learn from differences in people, ideas, and opinions. I will demonstrate concern for others, their feelings, and their need for conditions which support their work and development. As a USC student-athlete, I live by the Carolinian Creed. Sponsored by the Referee Group Bateman Team and the Public Relations Student Society of America. I'm Dr. Anthony Lazowitz, and this is Climate Connections. President Trump has said that the U.S. will pull out of the Paris Climate Agreement. But the governors of 16 states and Puerto Rico have banded together to continue working towards the agreement's goals. And by being leaders on climate change, they've been able to actually reduce their emissions faster than the rest of the country while also growing their economies faster. That's Julie Sequeira of the U.S. Climate Alliance. She says member states commit to reaching their share of the Paris Climate Goals. The alliance then helps the states coordinate their efforts. They've been able to actually come together to look at how collectively they can really transform the U.S. economy in ways that accelerate and scale up climate action. By working together, the states create market pressure. For example, several states recently pledged to phase out climate warming chemicals called HFCs, often used in refrigerators and air conditioners. That's helping to motivate the manufacturers to make changes. Altogether, the states and the Climate Alliance have a $9 trillion economy. So Sakara says they are helping the country make progress on the Paris goals, even in the absence of national action. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. Learn more at YaleClimateConnections.org.
WUSC FM and HD1 Columbia. Well, we are so sad to leave you guys, but our time is up here in Cockadoodle News. But make sure you stay tuned because praise hands emoji, praise hands emoji, your local college worship station show is up next. But before we leave, there are two very important things happening this week, according to Rosie. Uh, the Spring Student Organization Fair is happening tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. So we will be there. We meeting WUSC, not specifically me, because I have class. Um, Same. You have class? I have class. Oh, we all have class. The life of a, of a J school student. Um, and, and others. I mean, I'm sure that people have class <laughs> during that time, too. But um, you should definitely come out and see us, especially if you are interested in joining WSC. You can get lots of information about our fourth and final interest meeting, which will be on Wednesday, February 6th, from 6 to 7 p.m. in Russell House, room 303. If you would like more information, you can contact the station, check us out on social media, or go to our website, WUSC.FM, where all of this lovely information is. If you'd like to check out more of the campus events, you can, of course, visit sc.edu backslash calendar. And that is all that we have for you guys tonight. I hope that you have a wonderful week, and we will see y'all again on Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 or sooner if you check us out on Facebook or Twitter by searching WUSC News. This has been Cockadoodle News on WUSC. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 to 6.30 p.m.